Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Mo H., and I am your moderator for this meeting. Um, And I'm from Northern California. Today is Tuesday, May 15th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 59, the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took through step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, etc. Our readers today are the 12 steps, Terry A.H., the 12 traditions, Leslie M., and readers of the text are Stephanie L. and John K. The share ID for Monday, May 14th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 11,414. That is 11414. And for this morning's meeting, Tuesday, May 15th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 11,416, 11416. Our OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Terry A.H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. My name is Terry A.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Terry A.H., and I will now ask Leslie M. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, this is Leslie M., uh, a compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. Mo, thank you for your service. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting. 
declining outside contributions. Eight, over it is anonymous, she remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Ovaries Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Leslie M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the Big Book. We're on page 59, starting with uh, the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took, and we'll be reading through all 12 steps, ending with uh, step 12, and our comments will be uh, focused on step 12 only. I will ask Stephanie L. to begin our reading. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks, Mo, and good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over out food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcohol or to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And man, I, I feel so uh, privileged to get to take us home on uh, the 12 steps and you know, when I look at step 12, you know, there's really three parts to it. You know, the first one is, you know, having had a spiritual awakening. Um, second, carrying this message to other compulsive overeaters. And the third, to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I really, you know, my experience with this spiritual awakening really is as a result of working these steps. You know, um, not everyone has that huge, big, um, aha, um, struck by lightning moment that um, Bill W. had. Um, many of us have to work through these steps. And for me, it's been a slow and steady, you know, it's like waking up, like in the food, in my three and a half year relapse, I was the walking dead. I was a zombie. And it's been like waking up from a really bad nightmare and a really bad dream. You know, that spiritual awakening, that slow and steady you know, closeness with my higher power and connection with my higher power who is giving me the strength and the power and the courage one day at a time to stay abstinent and work these steps. 
And then, you know, having had that spiritual awakening, I've got to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters because I don't get to keep it if I don't give it away. And I love, love, love what Dr. Bob says in Dr. Bob's Nightmare on page uh, bottom of 180 and 181. He says, I spent a great deal, of do- great deal of time passing on what I learned to others who want it and need it badly. I do it for four reasons. One, sense of duty. Two, is a pleasure. Three, because in doing so, I'm paying my debt to the man who took time to pass it on to me. And number four, and this is the important one for me, because every time I do it, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible flip. Because I don't know about you, but when I am restless, irritable, discontented because life happens and things don't go my way, I have to reach out to someone else and I have to be of service. And the best way I can do that is by sponsoring other women in this program and putting my hand out and sharing my experience, strength, and hope and guiding them through the steps that someone so kindly and graciously took me through the steps. And when I do that, I have assurance. It's like an insurance policy that I'm not going to have to pick up the food today. And then the third part is I get to practice these principles in all my affairs imperfectly, but I get to do, you know, an inventory at the end of the day or a 10 step throughout the day, you know, if I get off the path, I get to make an amend and I get to fix it um, to the best of my ability. And when I do this, you know, this beautiful promise of, You know, I don't have to live in my disease anymore. I can live in recovery. I can be free from that crazy obsession. And that has been my experience coming out of a three and a half year relapse as a result of working these steps. And uh, with that, I will pass. Back to you, Mo. Yeah. Thank you very much, Stephanie L. That was great. Um, Okay. I will now open the lines up for those of you who would like to share. We'll be sharing only on step 12 today. Ginger C. Jen A. Martha F. Ginger C. Who was that after Ginger? Martha F. Martha? Yes, Martha F. A. Terry S. Terry S. Elaine. Sylvia F. Elaine C. And Sylvia. Sylvia. Robin P. Okay, that will stop there. Sylvia F. Okay, I have Jen A, Ginger C, Martha A, Terry S, Elaine, oops, I can't read my writing, Sylvia F, and Robin P. Uh, Jen, you'll start us off and be followed by Ginger C. Good morning. This is Jen A, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Littleton, Colorado. Thank you so much. And yes, way to take us out. Nice job, my friend. Um, Well, when I started in this program, I was at step one. One is a single digit for me. Um, That's in isolation and alone. And I had to admit, only I could admit, um, that I was powerless over food and that my life had become unmanageable. And then I get to step 12. And um, there's two digits there. There's a one and a two. So it's me and the two, in my eyes, Um, those are the other, the power of the other um, person that I've worked in program with. That might have been my sponsor or someone here on the line or um, someone in a meeting. Um, And then my higher power. I mean, those are the the others um, that are important to me. And I think it's so cool that the chapter is called Working with Others um, because, you know, when someone is guiding me through these steps, and I get to this point in 10, 11, and 12, and uh, those 10-step promises have come true, and I've had that spiritual experience. I am just amazed by how God has completely transformed um, who I am, and he continues to do that on a daily basis. Um, I had the privilege of meeting others from um, another country at the OA birthday And so here I sat on the beach with others from coast to coast and continent to continent. And this disease runs rampant all over the world. But, yeah, we can all recover together through these 12 steps. And um, we just have to take them one step at a time. And for me, it's the promise in um, the chapter Working with Others on page 100, which is a perfect number to me, 100, right? And it says, both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. 
Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. That is a promise today that I know is running true in my life. And I thank God for the people and the others that have worked in my life. And um, I will continue to do so working with others because that's just what I'm called to do in 12. Thanks. And I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. Ginger C. Followed by Martha A. Thanks, Mo. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, great. Yeah, what an amazing beginning. Thank you to the reader. Powerful share. And um, Ginger C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And this 12th step, like this vital step, this is what helps me to keep in this fit spiritual condition. It's 10, 11, and 12. And my jaw literally fell to the floor the other day. I had a gentleman in the OA meeting, lots of time in AA, and he told me how he doesn't uh, sponsor. He doesn't do t- uh, step 12. <laughs> and um, my jaw didn't hit the floor, but I was, I was just a little taken back because, you know, I got so excited when my sponsor read just that first paragraph in working with others. Nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. There's a promise there. You're going to probably not pick up if you do this deal precisely exactly. And I'm scared to death to relapse. I have a healthy fear of this food that's so sneaky and silent. And, a, and this lady called me on Mother's Day. I had two people I was working with and reading into this book because this is what we do. You know, you've got to give it away. Absolutely. It's a gift that was given to you. And there are many that are dying in it right now today that need this light from you. They need to know there's hope that they too can find neutrality around food and be free from a nightmare that's killing them as we're talking and sharing on this line, they're eating. So, you know, she said, Ginger, it's Mother's Day. I said, I don't care because it's, my disease doesn't care what day of the week it is. It's always wanting me. And I never stop. And I'm so grateful for vision that we don't stop in this program. We don't make excuses. I don't care what's going on in your life. You better be doing this like your life depends on it. That's how I view this. So when I'm on vacation, I don't take vacation from this book and the work. I'm always doing the deal. But, you know, even way back in the beginning, the second edition, the forward to the second edition, it says, it is also indicated that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to permanent recovery. And then Bill tells us in his story that if you fail to perfect and enlarge your spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, again, sponsoring bringing this book to life for others, you will not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. So it is vital to do this work completely. And I hear a lot of times, too, I just want to go to 96, you know, um, hanging out with people that are just not ready. And there's three words that, uh, that a friend has been recently sharing in the lines that you can do for them. You leave them alone. You don't hang out with them and try to convince them. That's not serving. And in 96, again, these directions are so simple, and they're right there. You just have to read them. It says find somebody else because don't be discouraged if your prospect does not respond. Search out another alcoholic and try again. Um, But, yeah, it's amazing, these directions. And, again, I just I said it yesterday, and I'm going to share it again today. Thank God we do it daily on this line and that we're in this book because all my problems are solved in it, but I've got to be understanding and a part of it and reading it and doing it so I can uh, know where in the pages that answer lies. It may be acceptance in a story in the back of the book. It may be the third step. I don't know where it is, but if I'm not in it, I'm not seeing it. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you, Ginger. Uh, Martha A. followed by Terry S. Good morning. This is Martha S. This is Sam. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi. Thank you. Martha S., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in upstate New York. Thank you for your service. So I came in as an agnostic. So the stuff about spiritual awakening was a little off-putting for me at first. Um, But step 12 tells us that we'll have a spiritual awakening as the result of working through these steps, all the steps. And that's what happened for me. By the middle of step 9 and definitely by the end of step 9, I did feel a profound shift. But that was just the beginning, as they say in the big book. 
my spiritual awakening has continued in steps 10, 11, and 12 every day. And, um, and you know, no one could have convinced me in step one, reading the early chapters of the big book, no one could have convinced me that that would have happened. All I, I just was, I just felt really alarmed by my eating. I felt powerless over my eating. Um, and I was willing to follow the directions in the big book as best I could and follow the suggestions of my recovered sponsor and uh, just keep an open mind in step three, a willingness to keep an open mind about higher power and work through the rest of the steps so that I could learn how to trust in that higher power, how to truly believe in my heart in that higher power. So for me, that's um, what they're promising in step 12, that we'll have a spiritual awakening as, as a result of working through all of the steps as they're outlined in the big book. And then they get to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters, and we, it says we tried to carry this message. So I can try. I, I am allowed to make mistakes and may need to make amends on occasion if I make any mistakes that might not be helpful to the people I'm working with. But I can try to carry the message to other compulsive overeaters by working with others. That's a, a bedrock part of my continued recovery one day at a time is working with others. And then there's there's service outside of that. I don't I think service is a is a is a a tool. I don't think um working with others is service. It is carrying the message. But anyway, practicing these principles in all my affairs, um, that's with my higher power's help. I'm not gonna have the power to change my behavior on my own or I would have done it years ago. So I ask my higher power now in prayer and meditation in the morning and throughout the day in step 11 for help to um, behave the way he would want me to behave, to be kind and helpful, non-judgmental, all those kinds of things, to ask him to remove the defects that are blocking me from being useful to him. I believe my time is up, so thank you for the chance to share. I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Martha S. Terry S. followed by Elaine C. Hi, Mo. Thanks. This is Carrie in Colorado, gratefully recovered and living in the sunlight of the spirit. Step 12 is such an honor to be able to work with others. And I, I just have to share that I've got a gal that I'm working with who's on fire, who's only been in program for about four or five months and has, is working her step diligent, steps diligently through the big book and is already doing service, started a meeting, is working, reading up to the level of her strength, you know, in the book with another person. And it's it's amazing that what we can do by following the directions in the big book. And I was looking at some old writing of mine from four years ago, and I was looking at some notes I made, and it was saying, you know, have your sponsee, you know, do the tools, do the writing, do and do the meetings. And you know, the tools are great, and they're there to get us through the steps. But the steps and the directions are right here in this beloved book, this chip of a book. And I love on page 124, it says that cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark path is the greatest possession that you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. So I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a psychologist or a counselor or a, a coach, a life coach. I get to share my dark past. And it's it's a gift that I have the humility and the perseverance to do that. And that's all that God has gifted me with and to be able to have the expertise to help somebody else is to share the misery and the suffering that this disease caused me. It, and it keeps me out of the food. So if you're new and you only have a few months in program, connect with somebody that's just new in the room and share with them what you're doing. Be a part of your face-to-face -face meeting. Show up. Suit up and show up. That's all we get to do. And what that helps me to do is to stay awake, aware, and alert. And with that, I pass. 
Thank you, Terry S. Elaine C., followed by Sylvia F. Thank you so much for your service, Mo H. Um, this is actually Elaine B., recovered oh, in Massachusetts. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You're doing a great job. Uh, recovered in Massachusetts and so grateful for this program and an opportunity to share. Well, I'm here on vacation, as somebody said earlier. There's been so many great shares today. Um, I just want to start with... Uh, with rereading this and just break it up a little bit, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. You know, uh, there's a place in the big book that says that, that, you know, people who say that conscious contact with God has become the most important thing in their lives. That is so true. And um, in working with others, it says that working with others becomes the bright spot of our lives. That is so true to me. I have a disease I'll never get over with. And get over. And, um, you know, I need not just a higher power. It's not enough. I didn't want just Ben and Jerry's. I wanted Sarah Lee too, you know, um, but now I can lean on my higher power. God is everything or he's nothing, but I also need this community. And when I have my arms around both, I am so supported and I can um, be happy, joyous, and free. Um, and so I'm so grateful for the spiritual awakening that I had. I have been rockered into a fourth dimension, and my conscious contact with God is the most important thing in my life. Um, to be able to look at my life and say, how can I be of maximum service to God and others is a way I never thought of before. It was always a what's in it for me. We tried to carry this message to alcoholics. We try. We carry the message. We, we're not responsible for anybody's recovery, but the more we carry the message, the more we grow, the more we are of service. Because there are things people said in me that bounced around in my head for two years before I was really ready to pick up these steps and put down the food and get the recovery that and the life I'm enjoying today. And so many people say, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. I wasn't ready when my sponsor said, you're ready. I'm like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. I have learned more working with others. And thank God for this little tip of the book. Because every time I pick it up, I learn something new. And the people I'm working with teach me something new. And so we get to keep growing. Listening on these lines, these great shares, oh, my gosh, it's just wonderful. And then we get to practice these principles in all our affairs. Well, what are the principles? These are not the way I used to live before. The principles are honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, love, discipline, patience and perseverance awareness and service. Man, this is not the way I was going. I was always, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Even if my motives were good, I always was looking for the hit. And now I get it. Working with others, making conscious contact with God, and sharing on this line, I pass. Thank you, Elaine B. Sylvia F. followed by Robin P. Thanks, Mo, and uh, good morning, visionaries. This is Sylvia F. Recovered in San Francisco Bay. And, Mo, I don't have a timer. I'm going to try and keep it short. I got you. I got you. Um, so uh, this is such an important step that it gives a whole chapter on working with others. And, um, and on page 97, it says, Helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. A kindly act once in a while isn't enough. You have to act the Good Samaritan every day if need be. So when we're coming into um, working with others, we are coming out it, at it out of selfishness and self because we want to stay recovered. And, you know, that's fine. You know, that, that is a desperation that I think is fine. I think that that is in the directions. Um, I think that that changes, and, and it is in the chapter where it talks about that we come for our own needs and eventually, in our recovery, we, we keep on doing it, but we could simply be there for others because it just feels so good. So, you know, one of the things uh, about the way I sponsor is I see it myself as a big book guide, a guide through it. So if I'm a guide in someone else's recovery, it's not scary. I don't have to figure out everything about your food plan and everything about your family needs and everything about stuff that I have no business have, even having an opinion over, what I can do is walk somebody through the steps based exactly on the big book. And that's why it didn't have to be scary to me. 
when when my sponsor explained that you're just going to take them through the steps exactly through the big book the way I took you through, then I was like, oh, I can do that. But the thing is, is it doesn't say that uh, in this chapter that um, our recovery is based on sponsorship. It says our recovery is based on helping others. It says helping others. It's the foundation stone of your recovery. And so it means for me, I take a lot of 10-step calls and I take a lot of uh, outreach calls. I make a lot of outreach calls. Yes, I sponsor, but sponsorship is not the foundation of my recovery. Helping others is the foundation of my recovery, which is very different. And so, um, so I don't feel the pressure uh, in, in a way uh, and, and because the pressure is to be of, of, of maximum service to God and to my fellows every day. And, uh, and why do I do that? Because the payoff is so big for me. But the thing also is, is that um, this thing on sponsorship and working with others, the book I think is very, very clear that we are fellows walking along this broad highway together. And it says hand in hand. It says on page 100, both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. And so that is, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to know more, think I know more. I don't want to be on anybody's pedestal. I don't want to have, you know, a, uh, a sponsor, be a sponsor that knows everything. I'm Uh, just, thank you. Another bozo on the bus. I know I hear that all the time, but I, you know, I'm just walking hand in hand and trying to follow these directions and share what I know and do it often enough that uh, I'm following the directions. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sylvia F. Robin P. Hi, thanks so much for your service. I'm Robin P. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Los Angeles, California. And God bless everybody in your recoveries and good morning. Um, you know, I, I just I heard somebody say earlier this morning, this is not an 11-step program. This is a 12-step program. And you know, it's such a disease of selfishness. And the only thing that combats that disease from wearing its ugly head uh, is being of service to others and to practice these principles in all my affairs. And for me, you know, I went through steps one through nine uh, in several weeks. um, And now I live in steps 10, 11, and 12. And for me, practicing these principles in all of our affairs is living in 10, 11, and 12 and being in service. And, you know, when I sponsor someone, I do this. I say the same thing that my sponsor said to me: "Are you desperate enough to go to any lengths to recover?" And you know, I've I've talked to people who've asked me to sponsor um, them, and I'll ask them that question. And to me, it seems like they've they've hit bottom. Like, oh my goodness, you can't walk anymore. This or that, and they'll say, you know, honestly, I don't think I've hit bottom yet and I'll think oh my goodness but it's like whatever someone's bottom is that's their bottom and as long as I do my best to give service and when I'm sponsoring what matters most is that I stay abstinent and recovered when I'm sponsoring I'm not responsible for their recovery I am responsible for carrying the message and um and so I you know I just recently um did a uh, took someone's fifth step this past weekend and it was such a blessing for me. You know, I got so much from it. I, I just thought, oh, my goodness. And it was, it was such a blessing and such a great example of a, of 12-step. Like it just reminded me of everything I needed to be reminded of. It was like, you know, she thanked me so much for my time. And I said, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I just, I know that it's, it's, it's such a gift. And I, I really get to practice this in in with my fellow humans to believe me we all get to do that right and um and they get to do it with me you know and i've had so many miracles and blessings i'm i'm coming up on three years of of recovery and you know uh i i love being a walking 12 step instead of a walking you know need for the program you know and willing to go to any lengths to recover i was so willing to go to any lengths for the disease. Oh my goodness. You know, I, once I started for the day, I was done. You know, that was it. I'm recovering compulsive overeater. I'm recovering anorexic. I'm recovering bulimic. That's, you know, wow. 
So to me, just such a reminder, I was willing to go to any lengths for the disease. I get to be willing, karmically or whatever you want to call it, now to go to any lengths to recover. Um, so thanks so much. God bless everybody, and thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you, Robin P. And just to remind those of you who came on late, we are on page 59. Uh, we read all through all 12 steps, but we're commenting on step 12 only. And now I'll take some more names for those who'd like to share. Janice P.M. My goodness, okay. Carrie A.H. Terry A.H. I have Janice P.M. and Terry A.H. Doreen F. How do you, what is that again? Doreen F. Doreen. Okay, got it. Thank you. Jordan L. Greg B. Jordan L. and Greg B. Take one, two more. Marilyn T. Okay. We'll stop there. All right, I have Janice P.M., Terry A.H., Doreen F., Jordan L., Greg B., and Marilyn T. Okay, Janice P.M., followed by Terry A.H. You're on, Janice. Well, thank you so much, and good morning to you and everyone. My name is Janice P.M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater from Massachusetts. Wow, step 12. This is the aim, this is the goal of this program. It's the primary purpose. It truly is. I used to think that, okay, first, uh, you know, get get abstinent, which we still have to do, um, and then go to 12. You know, in between, you know, just help out, you know, put away the cheers, read the tools. Now, that's all good. That's not bad. That's also service, which is the principle here. However, you know, those are supportive tools. It's not recovery tools because I did that and I was still in disease. But um, anyway, the primary purpose is how it is here, having had, and that's my experience, you know, having had experienced a psychic change um, that keeps me in recovery, gratefully, one day at a time given to me as a gift, you know, because I did a little bit of work. I did 1%, my higher power did the rest. So that's the gift that I received. Imagine what a gift. Now, in order to keep that gift, uh, you know, I came in late, so I don't know who said what, but we have to give it away. And like somebody just said, you know, I'm a very selfish, self-centered, compulsive overeater. And to change my psyche (laughs) from being selfish um, to being selfless is the biggest thing, even in a group. You know, oh, I could be nice to you in the group and, and you know, have you know, be honest and all that, and then go around and demonstrate in my family or in my, my occupation years ago um, or the world and, and, and not practice and demonstrate these principles. This is where the hardest part is, and that's what the, the third part of this uh, step is all about. This is the goal. This is the aim, you know, to to practice, to demonstrate these principles in my, like I said, my home and all kinds of affairs. And um, that's the hardest, to bring the spirit, my spirit, my higher power into my home. And uh, I can't do that without the practicing these principles. I just can't because I'm powerless. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, we continue to carry the message. Well, I, I carried the message before I had a spiritual awakening. My message was, okay, this is what you eat, this is how many meetings you go to, and this is what you do. Now, that is not the message of the big book. It, the message is that I have been recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind, my mind, my psyche, you know, um, of mind and body, which produced a personality change sufficient to bring bring about recovery. You know, um, that was it, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery in all areas of my life. Now, if you want to know, I, I think it's the Fine. best definition. Okay, time is right. Then I will pass. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Janice P.M. Terry A.H. followed by Doreen F. 
Thanks, Mo. Good morning. My name is Terry A.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. And um, I just want to kind of go back to um, the beginning of the book, even though it never says sponsorship or a sponsor or guide. This is the paragraph that I always go back to to check myself to see how I'm doing or see how my guide's doing. And it's on page 18. It says, but the ex-problem drinker or eater that found the solution. So am I still that person today that I found the solution? I'm the ex-problem eater who is probably armed with the facts about himself, which is my step one problem, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic or compulsive overeater in a few hours. Until such, such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. So here we go. Here's a self my self-check myself um, inventory that the, the man who is making the approach who has had the same difficulties, so I know what my problem is, that he obviously knows what he's talking about, that I, I know my first step truth and that I need this power and I need to turn my will and my life over to this power and to continue to work the steps, that his whole deportment shouts that he's a new prospect, um, that he's a new, pros, new prospect, that he's a man with a real answer, so I get to show you how to live a new way of life. That he has no attitude of holy and thou, so I get to talk to you, not down to you. Nothing would ever accept a sincere desire to be helpful, so I get to give you my time and show you a way out and be the guide to hold the lantern. That there are no fees to pay, so you're not coming here to pay me. There's no access to grind. You're not going to work for me. No people to please. We're not going to people please each other because that's a form of dishonesty. No lectures to be endured, so I just get to share my experience. These are the conditions we have found most effective. Um, after such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again, and that is a promise. And so this, this uh, check myself inventory, I get to see if I'm coming from a place of humility or a place of arrogance. And, um, you know, I really get to check myself. Um, you know, have, have I had a spiritual awakening as, as the result of the 12 steps? And has my guide had a spiritual awakening as the result of the 12 steps? Am I really living this way today and, um, you know, uh, living the life that's offered by the 12 steps, which are the 12 principles of this program? So am I walking it out or am I just talking it out? And um, so I always go back to this paragraph. And the promise of working with others was, for me, I bought a hundred self-help books and never got recovered. I bought one help, uh, helping other book, this big book, and got recovered. So what a gift. Thank you, God. Thank you, OA, for a solution of a way out. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Terry A.H. Doreen F., followed by Jordan L. Um, hi, my name is Doreen S. from Northern California, and I'm a newcomer. This is my hi. first time sharing. Welcome. And um, I just wanted to say I'm really grateful for this meeting. Um, I had um, tried to find a couple face-to-face -face meetings nearby, and there's not any that close to me, um, but there were never any sponsors available. So uh, through a vision for you, I found a sponsor, and just starting to work the steps and um and it's a, it's a bit scary sometimes so when i listen to these meetings it's very encouraging and it gives me hope um and so i just wanted to say thank you and i pass well thank you doreen and welcome to the line uh jordan l followed by greg b Good morning. This is Jordan. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good morning, Mo. Thank you for leading the meeting this morning. Um, my name is Jordan Now I am a recovered compulsive overeater from a hopeless state of mind and body, um, and I live in Colorado. And um, <clears throat> there's been a ton of like really cool stuff shared this morning, um, and it makes me really excited. I just have one more quick thing to add, and that's a, a paragraph out of Bill's story. And let me pull it up on my phone here. So it says, my wife and I abandoned ourselves with enthusiasm to the idea of helping other alcoholics to a solution of their problems. It was fortunate for my old business associates remained skeptical for a year and a half, during which I found little work. I was not too well at the time, and it was 
plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. This sometimes nearly drove me to drink, but I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. Many times I have gone to my old hospital in despair. On talking to a man there, I would be amazingly lifted up and set on my feet. It is a design for living that works and rough going. Um, <clears throat> and it's talking, it's talking about this design for living that works and rough going. You know what I mean? Like I always thought that I had to be some like spiritual guru or something to sponsor, you know? That is not what that paragraph says at all, in any way, shape, or form. That is very clearly telling us um, that we work with other compulsive overeaters no matter what. Like, even if it seems like our world is falling, around, falling apart around us, because who knows if it's actually falling apart, right? Because my mind tricked me into, I don't know, thinking some crazy stuff. Um, even if it seems like that, we continue to work with others. Um, that is like the 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 key, man, <laughs> the key to that kingdom, <laughs> you know. Um, so anyway, that's all I got this morning. I'm past. Thank you, Jordan L. Greg B. Followed by Marilyn T. Greg, you're on. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Good. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm Greg B. in uh, Silicon Valley, California, recovered compulsive reader and food addict. Glad to be here. And, yeah, it's uh, our primary purpose is simple, is to help other people and help ourselves at the same time. It's kind of a paradox that we're self-absorbed. I was self-absorbed in in program and out of program. It was all about me. Uh, just fantastic shares today. Good things uh, said, and you know, we, have to, we have to check ourselves. What are our intentions? What are the intentions here? My intention is not to preach my gospel to somebody. My intention is for myself to to maintain recovery. What is maintaining recovery? A spiritual condition, spiritual maintenance, not my weight maintenance. Not uh, I'm not maintenance now. Woohoo! Look at me. It's to maintain a spiritual state of being. And why we do this program is an application, and we love to do it because it just feels good to help other people. And at the same time, I'm helping somebody else we take the outreach calls when we don't feel like it. We listen to people, even if we don't agree with what they're saying. Um, and that's our purpose, is to be helpful. And one of the best ways I can be helpful is to listen, so I'll shut up and I won't go on and on. But I'm so grateful to be here, and I'll listen to more of the great shares today. And remain a beginner, by the way. Remaining a beginner is an important part of our purpose, to show that we're walking the right way, that we're not just a bunch of hot air walking around. It took a while in AA for me to, to recognize those characters, but you see who comes in every day, who does the work. Uh, like my friend from the East Coast said, you know, what happens inside the house, they'll tell you what's happening. So try to be that person and uh, fall short and then try again. Greg B. in California, thank you. Thank you, Greg B. and Marilyn T. Hi, this is Marilyn T. Actually in Billings, Colorado, uh, Billings Montana, but from California, I'm on vacation. Um, I'm thankfully doing my fourth step while I'm on vacation, attending meetings face-to-face, and um, telling my truth, which is how I have, am finding recovery, what I am doing, um, what works for me, listening to other people in a face-to-face meeting, sharing, reaching out, holding their hand. Um, the miracles of the program are so moving and um, that you could, that I could be on vacation and still take everything with me and do everything that I would do at home, but do it while I'm on vacation and meaningfully and purposefully and um, with my whole heart and my higher power. Get up every morning, make sure my prayers, my meditation is all done so that I can be the message. This is what recovery starts out with and this is what it will hopefully end with as I finish and work on step four. And with that, I am so thankful for a vision for you. Thank you all very, very much. And thank my sponsor. I pass. 
Well, thank you, Marilyn T. We have two minutes if somebody would like to do a short two-minute share. Any takers? Well, I think I'll go. Hi, this is Mo H. Kelly T. Oh, Kelly, go ahead. You go. Hi, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Kelly, composer over eater. Um, wow, this must be higher power. Um, I really love step twelve. Um, I try to work on it every day, and and usually through sponsorship, through reaching out to fellows and speaking at meetings, because I need to carry the message. If I don't carry the message, then how can I help others? And just be available to um, answer questions and and to receive calls because I have to give what was given to me freely. I have to give it back because if I don't give, I'm gonna lose it all. I have to think of others and put others first. And that's how I stay humble and be able to work the program. And with that, I pass. Well, thank you. That was perfect. Uh, we will now, uh, I want to thank all of those who shared and for those who gave service today. Uh, great meeting. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I will now ask Melanie C. to read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Mo. Thanks so much. My name is Melanie C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find. And join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep